Chalice, a podcast of Sunday sermons from the First Unitarian Universalist Church of Berks County. We hope you enjoy this little bit of weekly inspiration. If you live in or are visiting the Reading, Pennsylvania area, we hope you'll stop by and visit us on Sundays at 416 Franklin Street. To learn more about our open and welcoming congregation, please visit www.newuberks.org or search for us on Facebook. Now here is Reverend Sandra Fees with her April 29th sermon. Taking Flight, the conclusion of this month's worship theme of Emergence. Recently, I was at Cape Henlopen Beach in Lewis, Delaware with friends. It was a glorious spring-like day, though still out of season. The beach was blissfully uncrowded. Just a few people were walking along the water. At least one was sunbathing. A few vehicles had driven onto the sand and up close to the water, and the drivers were sitting in their vehicles, their fishing rods propped up in the sand. Sure you've seen this. And I set off walking along the water with one of my friends. We walked and we walked and we talked and we talked. We walked and we talked until one of us said, maybe we should turn back at this bend up ahead. And as we turned back, we could see our other friends in the distance. Actually, what we could see in the distance was a kite. And as we approached, we got a spectacular view of a colorful kite soaring above us. And as we neared, my friends who were flying that kite turned and said, would you like to fly her? And I took the spool as one friend offered some simple instructions, how to let her go higher, how to make her dance, how to bring her closer. As I took hold of that spool, I could feel a firm tug. It took me by surprise. This kite was nothing to take lightly, nothing to take for granted, not to be trifled with, nor was the wind carrying her. The physical aerodynamic pull was powerful, and so too, I found, was the firm tug on my imagination. My mind was quickly transported by the playfulness and the power of the kite. I was captivated by the bright rainbow color set against the blue sky. The ocean was rising behind me. Sand cushioned my feet, and a light breeze made it all possible. There was the kite flying high above me, and my dreams seemed to be set aloft with that kite, dreams I hadn't even yet identified didn't even know I was dreaming. The kite was calling me to places my heart and my spirit longed to go. And I thought to myself that I might only be able to heed these stirrings when given some room to roam and to soar. 
I released the line and I pulled it in again, wanting to see what would happen. And I watched and I felt as the kite resisted and then flew higher. I tugged and she tugged. And I released and she danced and then steadied. I gave her more slack and she rose yet higher. I imagined what it might take for me to give myself a little more slack so I too could fly higher. All the while I wondered as well what higher would look like and feel like, what this taking flight might entail. My friend suggested to me that if you turn around and stare at the ocean, the kite will still be there. So I turned toward the ocean, the kite above and behind me, but still with me. I could feel the truth of my friend's words. The kite remained, held aloft by the wind and tension, by being tethered and being free. And this freed me, too. I didn't stop paying attention to the kite. If anything, my intention intensified. I had to pay a different kind of attention. My focus was now directed more fully to the tension of that string connecting me to the kite. I was feeling the physical connection without seeing what the kite was doing with my eyes. And there was no danger of the kite getting into trouble, no power lines or other kites nearby. And then when I turned back toward the kite, it was still there, and slowly I began to bring the kite in. I wound the string around the spool too fast at first. The kite resisted, the line growing really taut. I held steady, slowed my pace as the kite invited me to listen more deeply, to attend to the rhythm of wind and kite and to my own rhythm as well. I was invited to more patience and more attention. And slowly, steadily, over about 20 minutes or so, I brought the kite closer and closer. I felt almost a sadness to rein in the free-spirited kite. But slowly, steadily, I brought the kite in, and my friends, as though sharing some unnamed emotion, reached out and embraced the kite before it could drop to the sand. They carefully folded her, never letting her touch the ground. Anais Nin says, throw your dreams into space like a kite, and you do not know what it will bring back, a new life, a new friend, a new love, or a new country. We do not know what will emerge when we throw our dreams into space 
new friends, a fresh perspective, a new pursuit. So often what comes into my life seems like something I need to make happen. That I need to make happen through some kind of hard work and struggle. It feels like a matter of choice and will. It can be tempting to think in these terms. Some days we and the world around us look so desperately in need of improvement. It's hard not to think about what's needed that way. It's hard not to focus on correcting problems and pursuing a course of action. Often the path we travel or try to travel is one of achievement or exertion to affect transformation. Our UU faith encourages us to live boldly, to engage in acts of justice, to let the fire of commitment set us ablaze, to transform ourselves and the world, to get busy. And I know we need to do that. I know we need to do that, but isn't it just possible? We may also sometimes get in our own way. What if the ability to emerge is just as much about letting go and making space as it is about all our striving and all our hard work? Maybe it has to do with making a little bit more room in order to be receptive to new possibilities. Being open to what may come requires a kind of patience and trust. Mystery, too. The Swiss philosopher Henry Frederick Emile says, Let mystery have its place in you. Do not be always turning up your whole soil with a plowshare of self-examination, but leave a little fallow corner in your heart, ready for any seed the winds may bring, and reserve a nook of shadow for the passing bird. Keep a place in your heart for the unexpected guests, an altar for an unknown God. Amiel suggests that we need to leave a little space to allow the new and the unknown. This means letting mystery have its place. This means letting mystery have its place in me, in you, in the world. And what if letting mystery have a place means letting go of some things? I mean things like past hurts, things like negative self-talk, self-doubt, resentment, defensiveness, harmful behaviors. Maybe we need to be willing to let go of perfectionism, outworn ideas and beliefs, shame, fear, an insistence on being right, pettiness, or the need to control what will happen next. It is possible to cling to ways of being for so long we can't even imagine what our lives would be like without them. I found myself holding on to ideas, onto the idea even that there isn't any way or any way out of whatever it is I may want out of. Imagine what it would be to let go of some of these ways of being 
of letting go whatever ideas, whatever qualities no longer serve you or the world. Imagine how powerful that would be. Imagine what else might take root instead. Perhaps unrealized dreams would have more space to grow and enlarge. Fear might give way to courage, resentment to forgiveness, anger to compassion, judgment to appreciation, shame to vulnerability. Releasing perfectionism might open the door for integrity, and letting go of oppression might invite multiculturalism. When we let go, we don't know what will happen. It is an act of trust to let mystery have a place in us, to throw our dreams into space. And so it was for a nine-year-old boy from the Netherlands. His name is Casper. Casper has an intimate experience with nature. One day he is outside and he discovers a young blackbird has fallen from the nest. Casper takes the bird in his hands, admiring its delicate beauty. He tends to that young bird carefully, lovingly, nursing it back to health and to maturity. And one day as he's holding the bird, Casper feels something warm and wet on his hands. The bird has pooped on him. The bird is still, after all, a bird. This bird, which he has rescued and cared for, stays with him for half a year. And during that time, the bird tries to fly and can't. It tries harder to fly. It keeps on trying and trying to fly, and it cannot fly. And then one day, the bird tries, and it flies. And it flies higher and higher until it reaches the ceiling. And then it circles, and it circles and it can go no higher. That is the day Casper learns about letting go. He takes the bird in his hands and he carries it outside. And there he releases the blackbird. And the bird flies. And it flies higher and higher. And it circles and circles. And Casper watches, hopeful. He watches for as long as the bird is within sight. He wants to see what's going to happen. And he watches his friend continue to fly higher and higher until it vanishes from his sight. And Casper thinks that maybe the bird might come back. He misses his friend already. But it is, after all, a bird. It does not return. Does this story end well? Is it sorrowful or is it a tale of hope or something else? A kite, a bird, a boy, a human being, aren't we meant for unfurling? Aren't we meant for emergence? Aren't we designed for letting go? The Sufi mystic Rumi says, you were born with wings. Why prefer to crawl through life? Indeed, born with wings, may we throw ourselves into the mystery, 
May the spirit of life sing in the heart and blow in the wind. May roots hold us close and wings set us free. Aren't we meant for this? May it be so. Amen. like a copy of the transcript of this sermon, you can find most week's messages at www.uuburks.org sermons. If you have any thoughts or conversation about today's message, we hope you'll take a moment to stop by our Facebook page and share them. And from all of us at First UU Burks, may this chalice light your path and guide your way until you join us again.